Welcome to episode 108 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Kevin and Brian. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about Bo is Afraid, we are talking about Elden Ring, we are talking about baseball games, for some reason we get bogged down in that, for that reason is I talk about a baseball game and then we go in on it for a while. Um, If you enjoy what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes and Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all of those good things really help us out. You can also head to At The Endless Cast on Instagram, where we put up art to go with each episode. Or send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. Instagram and Gmail are a great way to send us a message. Tell us if you agree, if you disagree, or if you think there's something we should watch. Suggest it through those channels. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. He's such a grumpy bitch, isn't he? This is the usual abuse that we get when Just we come on. He doesn't have his breakfast and he's. I'm so gonna fight bad. all of you today. I'm gonna fight all of you. Unbelievable. It's the entitlement. Kev, you know? It is the entitlement. The entitlement. We know just... the, we know what cloth he's been cut from. Just a brat. Colonizer. Straight up brat. This is all staying in as well until you get your shit sorted. Aiden, Aiden, oh, do, you have one, sorted. do you have one of those heat-sensitive coffee cups? I'm here on time. Jesus, I was late. Get over it. And now no one wants to. Uh, he was late. He was late. Talk about Kev. Anyway. He was late. You were you were hundred percent on time, bro. I was three minutes. Uh, eight after minutes. The Eight minutes of waiting around here. Uh, I'm not angry at anybody. I think you're both all great. I don't know why Aiden doesn't have his microphone in front of his mouth, though. He sounds very far away. He said his shit is sorted, but it's not. His mic is over to his side. I don't know know if he's flipped or not. You flipped? People are going to... uh, Sorry, We're gonna see, love this. People love drama. Kind of our friendship they through love podcast drama. Uh, yeah, it is uh, showing his teeth yeah, like an yeah, angry dog, yeah. like a dog. Um, but Aiden, is your is your mug heat sensitive? It looks like a heat. Aiden, you drink your tea and you get some sugar in. Don't ask my questions. Back when you, when you're when you're cooled down. I'm never asking and me anything and Kev, again. Me and Kev will have a, a back and forth. Is your mug heat sensitive? Yes. What is it? Yes. You, I have oh. no idea. It's some tech company thing that Chris okay, has. Fair. Brian, continue. You're very low, Kev. Oh, pardon me. Is this better? I don't know what it is. Interesting. I have all my things set up. Yeah. You sound you sound okay to me. I saying it's my fault. Saying it's my problem. You say you say my fault. You might have a setting. I swear to God, you motherfuckers. Last night, I spent three and a half hours sitting in a bar called mm-hmm. Shubas. Spell it. Uh, watching open mics. S-C-H-U-B-A-S. Okay. it's an interesting name. Was that your first time there? No, I've been there a few times. It's, um, it's a fun night. It's a bucket lottery type of open Is mic. Is it a famous bar? Um, I don't know. Okay. It, it seems popular. They do a lot of like gigs. What's a bucket there. lottery? I don't know if it's a famous bar. Uh, every every open micer sticks their name on a piece of paper, gets thrown into a bucket, and you pull out your name and you get up and they do it in lots of five and you hope to God you're going to get out of there inside of an hour or whatever. I was there until, got there at half seven, was there. At Does everybody get um, up 
Or do they just pick 10 from... Oh, every, everybody gets up. And by the end of it, I, I, it's a fun night run by fun people. And is there a limit on how many names go in? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it was funny because it was just like, there, early in the night, there's, there's people there, you know, actual people. And then there's loads of comedians. And as the night goes on, the material's still funny, but you can kind of feel the tension rising as everybody's like, this is just a handful of comedians now. And the people that are hanging to politely watch for the sake of showing support start to leave. And then at a certain point, you're just like, like I, I did my set. By the time I did my set, I didn't leave because there were five or six people left. And that was one of the few people there. And like the last couple of sets, you know, they were talking to, you know, the four people in the corner, which was me and two other comics or three other comics. Um, yeah, it was fun. Anyway, I just... And how did your set go? Who fucking knows when you're talking to an empty room? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I are got writing, through it. Are you, writing new ma- are you writing new material yeah. or do you yeah. feel like... Like, because uh, I've seen some of your things on Instagram, obviously, and we talk and jazz. But uh, I feel like, uh, like, if, do you think you're kind of like leaning into an Irish angle a lot? Because, you know, that's obviously what they, what they, Americans would kind of like pick up on straight away. I have been leaning into the Irish thing. I mean, yeah, bit. play, play, play uh, too, man. Why not, you know? Um, I'm leaning further away from it now. Um, mm-hmm. Like the first week I was sort of Irish, Irish, Irish. And then now I'm sort of further, further away. So the stuff I was doing this week was, you know, basically five, five new minutes of writing stuff to the point that like the, the gig I did the night before, I just fucking blanked for 20 seconds. You know, I just got to a point and it's mm-hmm. like, shit, I just wrote all this this morning. Uh, give me a second. And it's fine. But like, well, that's, that's it. that is fine because it's all just, uh, you know, experience and just oh, getting yeah. shit done, you know? Yeah. No, the stuff I'm like the stuff is working. It, it's. The stuff was working. It was pretty simple. Um, the the I when it works, the joke I like, and I do like it because it actually, I I think it's I think it's funny because it actually twi- triggers a moment of like, oh yeah, that is kind of fucked up in people. Is you know I've I've seen people ordering Irish car bombs, and I think that's really insensitive. If I were to line up a row of baby Guinness shots and say I'm ordering a Yankee school shooting, you wouldn't be happy. And the room laughs, and there's gasps to it. It's like. It's like, okay, dots connected here, you know? I've never been so more so offended in all my life. This is a poem. I know, yeah, I know people. I know a bar in town, that, uh, a lady who, who used to uh, a bar in town, and uh, she used, she anytime Americans came in looking for an Irish car, a car bomb, she'd just be like, oh, we don't call it that here, we call it a 9-11. You know? And just be like, damn. And they, they, and they would be like, oh my God, that's so offensive. And they'd be like, well, what do you think is going on here, guys? You know? Oh, that's so funny. It, it, like it is. It, it, you have to like um, put it into terms that the person understands, so that they can get the. I wonder, did we start it though? Yeah, we put yeah, it. Yeah, because like, like, it, I, I, like well, I mean, also the Brits. Are car bombs fucking unique to Irish terrorists? No. <laughs> and yet, maybe no, at the time you they gotta were. use like, but it's it's using Guinness and whiskey or Guinness and whatever. You know what I mean? Like you use an Irish. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. You you you, you could liqueurs, just you can just get you know a brandy and something else yeah. mixed the two together, and you know. Oh, 
Apparently, an sure. alternative name for it is a dull, uh, uh, an Irish car, an Irish car bam. Car, bleh, sorry again. Car bam. Uh, alternative names for it are an Irish car bomb, Irish slammer, oh. Irish bomb shot, or a Dublin drop. I think I like Irish slammer or Dublin drop. Yeah, Dublin drops all right, but yeah, look, I don't know. It, it, I would like to believe that it's a. Uh, uh, we have enough of a sense of humor that we might do it about ourselves anyway. Um, it's funny that we can act indignant about it. I would say it's an Irish-American thing, if it's anything, because I don't know Irish people. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I was like, do Irish people do that fucking mix and drinks thing like that, that fucking drop a shot and chug? Yeah, go bombs. Oh, wow. The term yeah, car bombs, bomb yeah. The term car bomb combines references to the bomb shot style, as well as the noted car bombings of Northern Ireland's troubles. The name is considered by many to be offensive, with bar- many bartenders refusing to serve it. Some people, including Irish comedians, have likened it uh, to ordering an, an ISIS or Twin Towers in an American bar. In 2014, the Junction nightclub in Oxford included the drink in a promotional material for St. Patrick's Day. This drew complaints, followed by withdrawal of the promotion and a public apology. Okay, well, hearing comedians have done ISIS and 9-11, I'm proud of my Yankee school shooting. Fair. You're, I'm, I'm happy you're proud of it. I was uh, listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about the largest school, sh- or the largest public shooting massacre in America. Do you guys know which one it was? Uh, well, there was the one in Vegas? Yes. Or do you mean school shooting specifically? The Vegas no, one from the the Vegas hotel? one, yeah. yeah. The, the country something western like, concert. Yeah, it's like 800 people injured or something crazy, 58 dead. Something yeah, nuts. He, he he perched himself up in a hotel yeah. room, fifty stories up with a yeah. ar- with an arsenal and apparently yeah he, apparently he just kind of basically like just murder suicide, uh, but trying to do it to Las Vegas as a whole and uh, he just wasn't happy with how Las Vegas treated him. He used to go like two or three times a year. He had like he had like a couple of million and all that kind of stuff, and then it was down to five hundred thousand. But it was like you know, well his own foolishness. I mean, first of all, um, you know. Who could have thought that Vegas might be a place where you'd lose money? Um, yeah. And uh, second of all, uh, thank God for dignity. all the gun regulation they brought in after such a I know. Thank tragedy, God. right? Thank, uh, God, thank God for all that gun regulation. Wasn't there some there was some performer at the concert or something who was very pro guns and all that kind of stuff? Bilzerian. And uh, he literally. What was it, Brian? Wasn't a performer? Was that Dickhead Bilzerian? Well, actually, no. You there, there might be a couple of different people we're talking about here. Well, I so was just I gonna, but I was just gonna say, sorry, I was just gonna say uh, that, uh, yeah, kind of apparently, like um, some country western singer, or somebody was pro guns, and they had their guns, awesome, Aiden, uh, and they had their guns, Arch. but um, they said like, kind of, uh, uh, as soon as kind of shit went down, he's like, they couldn't tell who had fucking guns, who was firing, he's like, you know, having like everybody says like, oh, if there's a shooter, like, and we have guns in that scenario, like that's why we should have guns, you know. But he was just saying that, like, and it, but it completely changed his whole view on the whole thing. He went from like, say, pro NRA or whatever it is to like very much like kind of anti guns and pro gun laws, you know. But he was just saying like, as a as a fellow who was like proud of his guns or whatever in that scenario, it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But Blizzard well, like, was there and he was useless, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think he all the talking he did and then he just He, he claimed to run back somewhere to get his guns, but he was playing apparently. Yeah, he's a he's a piece of fucking human shit. Dog shit person. And if, yeah. yeah. Dog shit person, if you're inclined to, you know, even find if you get like your that, guns, what do you do against fucking a, 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 a omnipresent reign of 
terror Led, absolute like, fucking yeah like there's they, basically, they didn't even know where the fuck it was coming no, from they higher no ground idea. the guy had massive like you know heavy artillery massive rounds all that kind of stuff there was no fucking way the guy was shooting wildly into yeah. a mass Out, of people they were outgunned, from outgunned. 800 feet above ground like no one even knew who the fuck he was um do you, I mean, I think I saw a thing. I mean, I'm half in a dream state most of the time. But like, um, did I see a thing which, where somewhere made it okay, or or they they started making steps to, for teachers to carry firearms? Yeah, trying to, trying to. Yeah, it's which is terrible. It's just like, how do we combat the issue of guns in our schools? More guns in our schools. It's like fighting fire with fire. It's uh, it's absolutely fucking mental and. I, I don't know what degree of um, societal gun violence collapse needs to happen before they go, oh, okay, yeah, we need to get rid of these things. Um, like, I mean, they're already saying it. Or we need to... It's just the NRA has too much money and influence is the problem. Yeah. Everybody's asking for it. I can't remember who the... There was some comedian that was like, you know the NRA has a thousand members. Why don't all of us just join the NRA and change their policies. Because that's not how they make decisions. Kind of funny. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's kind of funny. Is like... More members won't make a corrupt organization less corrupt. I guess there is some argument too. I mean, we've seen... We've seen over the, the years the idea of like... Uh, sort of religious groups or, or uh, whatever joining local teaching... Local school councils and stuff to affect the syllabus, so you can sort of like work your way into sort of like low level government or bureaucratic type Isn't of that things what and the CIA, policy. The CIA used to do is like if they wanted to take down like a business or something, they just like kind of basically like uh, try and get people employed by it, and then just try and introduce as much procedure and process as possible, just to make it so convoluted and slow it down and just create frustration and tension that like these places just break down from sheer like over the top yeah bureaucracy. i mean there's white supremacist organizations that encourage their members to join the police all right well this week i saw Bo is afraid the new film from ari aster with uh uh joaquin phoenix and okay Lapone and just to i was surprised to see nathan lane go on just just to say this i'm all happy with you talking about movies that are just out and stuff just no spoilers I don't think I could spoil this. No spoilers. I've okay. gotten a message about spoilers. No spoilers. From and uh, I'll I won't say. Them. No, I won't. Uh, but uh, Bo is afraid. No, just no spoilers. I'm happy. I'm happy. To, you don't have to I go into detail. I can get anything out. We can talk about it. I'm not going to. Like, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Bo is afraid. Ari Aster. There's no fucking story to spoil. There's no. That's a spoiler. It's <gasps> fucking a. It's. I don't care. I'm angry at that film. The performances are fantastic. Joaquin is, as usual, amazing. Nathan Lane was really fun when he pops up. Um, each sequence is is really funny and dark and engaging and interesting to watch. The film is close to three hours long. It doesn't. Three hours long. Resolve. Holy moly. I think I think it's close to three hours long. Now maybe there's a bit of trailer time put on 
the no, but yeah, I get you. Time and this is this is the director of Hereditary and Midsummer. So, is, is uh, Hereditary this, and Midsummer? Go on, question. Is this? Question? Uh, is the, thank you. Finally, is this, <laughs> you, you, you raised your hand. <laughs> okay, well, well, you know what? That's fair. Um, but is this like uh, his follow-up since uh, Midsummer? Like, has he done a movie? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, kind of has this been his? He did uh, Men. I think. What else did oh, he do? Men wasn't very uh, good. Brian. He didn't do Men. Okay. No, no, I think it was A24. So. Who, who did Men? Garland. Ah, uh, okay. We were talking about him before, yeah. So, men wasn't um, very good. Did you watch I liked men? men? I did not. Did you like it, Brent? Yeah, no, I, I, a little bit too, too over, like a little bit too much for me, to be honest. That's because uh, you're a baby. No problem with the premises of it. Excuse me? I said you're a baby. Um, you're a baby. You're Baba. I'm baby. I'm Babog. It's Misha Babog. Dear Gwitch, Brian, yeah. it's Misha Babog. Uh, Adam, men, not men. You're, you're right. Sorry, this is the. This seems to be the the next thing after okay. Midsummer. Yeah, so people are um, pretty like looking like as in like it's a big one, basically. Yeah, I guess if you if you're an Ari Aster fan, but he's getting um, a lot of claim, This is you your know? follow up. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I've seen in Aster's films is you know like Midsummer has that sort of. Have you watched Midsummer? or Northwestern European Druidic. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Or did you get the Cliff Notes version from someone? I got the Cliff Notes version from someone for, for, for conversational purposes. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> but what I, was, what I was saying was Midsummer leans onto that sort of like Scandinavian, <clears throat> Northern Western European, like Druidic, um, Wicker Manny kind of like. Folk horror supernatural folk horror thing that's a great way of putting it uh a hereditary it has this sort of like uh wiccan uh ouija board kind of ghost story kind of didn't, thing in it didn't he do witch as well the witch is robert eggers isn't it he did the lighthouse and he did the witch okay okay i i, I trust you they're, i mean they're all in a similar vein many but yeah this is this this is only astor's third film yeah. So okay. So he has just done. This is his third. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair, Brian. Yeah. Sorry to sorry to interrupt there. I didn't. I no. Which um, I thought the witch was one of his. To be honest, but yep. Well, basically, yeah. Me too. Actually, um, I don't know how. Yeah. I got that mixed that. up. Um, but it's. I guess the last two have this sort of um supernatural folk horror thing to them, and I guess I was looking for like what the thing is here and it never kind of materializes. I guess the concept of surveillance or the psychological associations with parents. It remind I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've even watched the trailer in full, but it reminded me a lot of, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Have you watched that? Would that be right? I have. Yeah, I, I like, I really like that. It has that um, kind of vibe to it, I thought. But that's just I, from the trailer. So I don't, I don't actually know. Did you like that movie? Um, I think it's good. I think it's hard to like because it's so unsettling. Yeah, it's brutal. It's like a bad trip in a, a lot of scenes. It's yes, it is. It's like that. It's like that kind it's, of. It's very reminiscent of a bad trip, like that. The 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 shots, particularly of the dog, where the dog is shaking itself off, and it nails yeah. the feeling of like kind of looking at a thing and looking away and looking back and going, "How long have I been looking at this thing do?" what it's doing um, you haven't seen that have you Aiden? no 
it's a it's a bit trippy but there's a scene in where i think they go to the house they're greeted at the door and then the dog walks out and the dog i think the dog is wet or covered in snow the dog shaking itself dry mm-hmm. and just the way the camera's kind of locked off and disconnected from the rest of the scene and then they look back at the dog and the dog is still they, they reuse the same shot but it, it perfectly created for me anyway that kind of sense where you can't trust your sense of time or when things happening or has mm-hmm. a thing happened yet or am i imagining yeah. happening and just yeah um but the trailer for bo is afraid reminded me oh, a lot it's... of i'm thinking of ending things that movie but i don't know if they're related at saw... all but there's stuff in this where you're like i'm not sure if he's hallucinating I'm not sure if he's asleep. I'm not sure. Like, I don't want. I don't want to say again on the sense of spoilers. I don't want to say specifically what the triggers are that make me wonder. At what point do we lose the sense of like a, like a, a reliable narrator, and um, whether that's once, twice, or multiple times throughout the film. Like, for me, it just became exhausting. There's absolutely going to be points where we're talking, and you're going to go remember that scene, and Bo is afraid. I'm going to go, yeah, that was absolutely amazing, and there's great stuff in it. Um, there's like this is in the publicity um, like they talk to this director that sort of co-produced I guess a, a sequence that has a bit of animation in it like there's lovely lovely stuff in it um, but over the course of three hours without any sort of resolution or cohesion kind of starting to come together so I can get a sense of what the fuck is going on um, I, I got a little exhausted Um but, you know, I'm also, I think people will watch it and go Aiden's over-exaggerating how... Uh, I think anybody who's seen you know, either of his previous two films will know you're not exaggerating. <laughs> Have um, you guys seen that the, the strange thing about the Johnsons, whatever? The what? One of his short movies. Oh, no. He has a short, he has a short movie called, I think it's like the, the strange thing about the Johnsons. Haven't seen it. Uh it's it's one of the most like disturbing fucking films I've ever seen. Uh, short movies. Uh, it's it's brutal. Um, two thousand eleven. Yeah, two thousand mm. short movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't what what genre. I don't even know what genre they they, they say it is, but uh, it's yeah, dark domestic horror drama. It's it's awful it's hard it's a hard watch it's a really really hard watch so yeah go watch it <laughs> um yeah I, I i'm trying to like i loved the cast i really did like as people popped up uh like i think parker posey shows up uh, richard, richard kind. kind uh i love i just uh, you hear you you hear him what was that kevin phone, first of all um, <laughs> yeah i said oh yeah richard kind i like richard Good. kind He's the guy from. Uh, I always remember him from. Spin City. Wrong. Is he in books? Is he in uh, Dick, Dick Tracy as well? I feel like he's in Dick Tracy. I don't know. I haven't. I oh, think I've seen like that film it. once. He's been around forever. Richard Kind. He's in Spin City. Yeah, he was. He was married. He was married to what to call her in uh, that terrible TV show we watched. Um, I think he was in Mad About You as well. He was married to. Uh, uh, the Watcher or what was the one yeah The Watcher the and he's married one? to Margot Margot whatever her name is 
that Margot Martindale and yeah, Dowd. And, and she's awesome. We all we're all fans of you know her and stuff we've talked uh, about before. Kathy Bates. Yes. He we was married the to triumvirate. Her. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Richard Crane's great, and he was like the, the, him being menacing is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I there's part of this, this the bits of this movie that reminded me of like something like Sorry to Bother You, mm-hmm. um, in terms of just like kind of experimental. He was a interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting fact about Richard Kind. Uh, George Clooney was the best man at his wedding. No way. Yeah. Yeah, they were roommates for a while. Um, I didn't George know that. Clooney shot in his litter box. We know that story. I didn't. <laughs> you don't didn't. know that story? Um, I mean, it's. I guess you can find Clooney. So, Richard, he would, again, Clooney, famous prankster. Um, <laughs> Richard, Richard Kind had a cat and he was looking. Again, there was a litter box and every morning Clooney got up before Kind and he would take the shit out of the litter box. And he did it for two weeks. And Richard was like, I think there's something wrong with my cat. He's not shitting. And then oh my God. at the beginning of the third week, Clooney just deuced in the litter box. <laughs> and he just waited. And I picture the scene in Hereditary where the kid's lying in the bed and you just hear the other room. Someone scream. <laughs> That's Richard hilarious. Like, oh my God, mittens! You know what would be uh, accomplished the same thing would just be a big fake poop. That's fucking... That's foul. Yeah, but it was probably it's probably the six. That's foul. It's probably the sixties or seventies. That's disgusting. They didn't have fake poop back then. It was the eighties, um, I would imagine. Or if a human then. ever shits in my home somewhere other than in the toilet, there'll be problems. I know. I think to be fair, I think sometimes so you, you know, have emergencies. Emergencies do happen. Emergencies, fine. This was this was this no was emergency premeditation. This was planned. This was malicious. But, uh, but it, Look, okay, he, okay. He, it was Even at that point that George realized the power of Nespresso He's and decided foul. to devote his life to. Man is disgusting. Even if, even, but look, right. We, I, I do think what he did was probably, probably a tad far, right? Okay. But I was going to say, at the end of the day, shit, Kevin? at the end of the day, I've, I, I have, I, well, I've never done a, a poo maliciously. I've okay. never. I've never pooped maliciously. But uh, I think, long story short, Clooney was his best man. They obviously didn't fall out over No, they didn't. I'm just saying if somebody was to shit in my yeah. home, somewhere other than the bathroom, would and it you, wasn't an emergency, uh, I'd have a problem. How comfortable would you feel, um, you know, kind of having, like, say, your best man being far more attractive than you? I think Richard Kind has had to deal with people being far more attractive than That's him for a long cold, time. That's cold, and that is subjective. Yeah, well, I... I think uh, I think it's the main reason why I'm not the best man at my weddings. Is you're too attractive? Yeah. Well, more. You're invited into many people's personal homes. Yes. Um, not really. No. <laughs> I think there's something else going on. Maybe. <laughs> I, I look out to I look out to the phantom poos. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I know I, I have well, you know, I've, I've had emergencies where I've had to poop. But uh, but no none none in the house that wasn't in the toilet. I don't know what context I heard this in. I love how we're back on pooping comedy again. Or hope, hopefully, fit. and Kev didn't bring it up. I hope don't like that. Sorry. The goal was hiding a poop in a house somewhere. Bless you, Eden. Sorry. Um, the the I guess whether it was a prank or whether it was goal or the question was where would you hide a turd? Mm-hmm. Um. 
and somebody arrived at you take the tub of butter scoop it out shit in the box and then put a layer about an inch thick of butter cut all of this put it back in the fridge the, the, the last 10 minutes is unusable didn't some irish i, I think called. i think uh, i, I want to say i want to say it was i i won't say the name of the podcast but there is an irish podcast that they did that they did that with one of their kids poos just to see how many how many like you know strokes of the knife would it take to get down to the I'm not to the buying that shit. for a second. I would get violent if somebody put shit in my fridge. You'd have to burn the fridge. Uh, again, if uh, unless unless it's for medical or emergency purposes, I would also get violent, Brian. Yeah, there are scenarios where you might have to put a poo in your fridge. Go on. Well, I'm just saying there are. I don't think there are. Go on. What if, what if you had to give a medical sample and they wanted it? A, a hard, hard, hard. That's not a thing. I don't know, man. Yeah, you, you, I, I don't. I'm think moving you can this arrive, on. Like, you're like there I'm are scenarios. On. What if? What if your poop had the the cure for something in it, and you wanted to save it, so you put it in the the fridge? Why the would a cure for something be in your poop? Cures cures can be found in all I sorts don't know. of places. We, we found penicillin in a weird place. Yeah, it wasn't penicillin. Like, where was that found? It's mold. 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 Yeah. Mold in a bin. Um, um. Yeah. Anyways, the the scat talk is is uh, you know coming to an end. Did anybody see the trailer for the movie Strays? No, divulge. Uh, so this was a surprise to me. Uh, it was on ahead of Bo is Afraid, and. I don't. I, it's not going to be a spoilers, I, because there's nothing to spoil. But I just was like, it was a surprise. So I was kind of like, I hope you've seen this trailer of your own relation. Um, it's it's just a broad R-rated comedy with dogs. Think Homeward Bound meets The Hangover, I guess. Um, and like, wow, it's like they're the, making movies for me. Yeah. And it's so like Will Forte is this guy who owns a dog and it opens like it's a fun trailer like this little dog that's going like, you know, this is Joe. I'm his best friend. Every day we play a game called Fetch Fuck. He throws the ball and you see him stick the dog in a car, drive him off into the wilderness, throw a ball and drive away and leave the dog out in the wilderness. The dog comes home and the guy goes, fuck. The dog comes home and fuck. Yeah. And that's how I know I won. And eventually he drives the dog so far fucking away that, like, he can't find his way back. And then it's, you know, the dog is voiced by Will Ferrell and he meets the dogs voiced by, um, you know, Jamie Foxx and Randall Park, Isla Fisher. Is There's Will Forte or Will Ferrell? Is Will, like, is Will Forte yeah. in it? Will Forte is the human, human owner. Will Ferrell is the lead okay. dog. Amazing, 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 amazing. Sign me up. Hook it to my veins. I'm done. It looks fun. I know. It's probably... Is Seth Rogen in it at all? I feel like it should be a Seth Rogen thing. I don't know that he is. Yeah, I got, Like, I, it I, did bring to mind Sausage Party, except my... it doesn't look as egregiously horrible as Sausage Party looks. Oh, Sausage um, Party is brilliant. My favourite animated movie of 2000 and whatever shithole year that was. Okay. Oh, 16. Um, no, it's an awful movie. Yeah, but th- this does look fun. They've done a good job, at least in the trailer, of making it look fun. Fair. Um, uh... Oddly enough, because I laughed at so much stuff in it, it's like these are the things I don't want to spoil on you because I want you to laugh as you see them. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. 
there's X amount of narrative available in the world, but if you could surprise somebody with a joke, that's magic to me. Um, it looks really fun, and I'm hoping it is halfway as good as the trailer makes it look. Cool. I'm excited for that now. Thanks. Thanks for and sharing. And I love that, that it one. like snuck up on us, or snuck yeah. up on me anyway. Oh, I never heard of it, so that's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Do you have any allergies, Brian? Dust, for sure. Pollen. Those are the two I know of. I have no allergies today. I know. Well, citrus gives you heartburn. Uh, Pro... Processed citrus gives me no, heartburn. I no, can buy, but you know, no, you know, no, no, no. no. What, what's processed citrus? Like, you know, if I buy the you, you've had lime in a cocktail and it's given you heartburn. I think that's like more the act, whatever. No, What do you mean by processed citrus? Like, if I buy orange juice, right, it gives me heartburn. But if I if I go to the shop and I get the freshly squeezed where you do it yourself in the machine and stuff, that doesn't give me heartburn. All right, your experiment this morning is go get that freshly squeezed stuff, come back to us. I say this morning. I know what you mean, but you don't have to correct yourself. That's fine. I'd, I'd prefer if he corrected himself. It's, it's That's fine, but you just let the record show. Let the record show you're correcting yourself for Brian's sake, not mine. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. I understand. Yeah, that's fine. I, oh, here, I'm look, fine. I, I know we're I'm all okay fine. with that. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay fine. with it. We're all fine. fine. We're all fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're friends. We're friends. We're, we're, friends. we're, we're definitely not friends. frustrated with you know, each other no, at all. No, we're not frustrated. We're fine. We're good. We're fine. We're good. We're fine. We want to be here. Cool. 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 We're all happy. Cool. 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 Peace and love. Peace and love. Cool. If Aiden could get a tissue, though, that'd be. If he wants to go. Oh, poor Aiden. For a, I just know myself. It, it won't. It won't make a I know, difference. I know. I know. I'll, I'll, I know. I'll wipe my nose and then I'll just be. Pure. But it, it's it's interesting that it wasn't at the very very start. I don't think. Hot cup coffee, of coffee. Yeah. It's hot cup of coffee. Yeah. It's it's. I, I didn't it's bring it up to add to, heat to the scenario. Break your balls. I'm I just know, curious because when I, when I when I get like no, that, I it's like usually I, dust or some shit, and then I'm miserable for the next. It's week. part of why I don't like stuff like and and like I just have to eat it here. It's like, like. I have to get in a bike and cycle for half an hour and then arrive at a venue where I meet people and it's like I'm standing outside going cool down stop sniffling that happens you know to me I mean? when just... I'm outside on a walk and if there's any sort of moisture right. in the air I just my nose gets it doesn't even get runny but it just gets like if I was to do kind of any type of cardio then while I'm outside it's impossible to breathe through my nose because it's just, it's, just, uh, it's annoying it's so annoying did you watch the Mulaney special? I did did i love the way they opened so that show was probably i meant to look it up actually that show was probably almost a year ago when he did it like it's the same material we saw but he did that tour i'm gonna look it up now because i meant to he did that tour i think within the last i feel like he shot that after us i don't think so you think he shot that and then came to ireland i think so yeah i think so i'm gonna look it up okay boston Boston Symphony Orchestra, is that where it was on? BSO Events Symphony Hall. So January 31st, 2023, John Mulaney to film new special in Boston Symphony Hall. So that's when they announced it. Say again? January 2023. Is when they announced it. Okay. 
they say John Mulaney to film new special. Because I was reading today people talking about seeing him last year. February 25th. Yeah, 25th, yeah. As was here. But no, he was doing that show. When did we, we see saw him? I feel like it was the 18th. I can't remember. Um, I saw people today saying they saw him last year. Maybe they're wrong. Well, he was doing the From Scratch thing. Maybe they were wrong. He was doing the From Scratch thing around, you know, as as you do. Um, he was doing that, you know, working that material all of last year to get it to the point where he could film it. Point being that he's been doing that show for probably, a, but it's the same. It's the same jokes that we saw him perform a few months ago. Yeah, but like that's that's the thing of it. Like, you know the. You add chunks, yep. you lose chunks. I don't think we saw the song, you know, nope. the little like like that wasn't in, uh, that wasn't part of it. Uh, it was the eighteenth and nineteenth. Yep, eighteenth. I was right. Yeah. So he shot it three, four days after he saw us. After we saw him. Yeah, I had that feeling that he went away and shot it. Kevin has returned with a dog in lap, a lap dog, if you will. Little Bjog. Hey Bjog. I haven't seen her much today. She's the best. Come on there now, Bjog. She's, she probably would stay there if she Yeah, she'd stay there if she could. Oh, no, yeah, so she's just settled down now. She's the best. Good old Bjogi. Come on, I don't, want to, I don't want to force you here if you don't want to be here. Good girl. Oh, no, you're just standing there. I went to a baseball game. Oh, yes, who was playing? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the... The who uh, cares the, and the who moves. Uh, That's baseball the, for you. The, <laughs> yep. chi- the, the Chicago... Uh, the American... The Cubs are the, uh, the... That's the one, yeah, the Cubs. And, and who, what, what the, um, who are very definitely better than the White Sox, um, everybody tells me. Um, and the uh, San Diego Padres. Oh, yeah, okay. And yeah. uh, they... they Comfortably beat the Padres. Yeah, it's good to say. Why? Because they're so good. Well, you hear about the Cubs a lot more than the Padres for sure. Go on. As far as I know, but I don't know anything about baseball. Good girl. This is the thing I wouldn't know who's supposed to be better than the other. Um, uh, but I ate a hot dog. You'd be proud of me. <gasps> you had the real deal experience, I, I, man. Of me, I had an American American hot dog at a baseball game. Um, Pretty I, much, uh, put ketchup on it to troll the Americans because uh, they hate that. Apparently, um, it was fun. It was fucking freezing. Uh, it was um, interesting the degree to which it's kind of like this movable event where you might have tickets to the baseball game that starts at seven, but it goes on for so long. People will show up at eight thirty. People will leave an hour early. Like, it's just this thing that's like, oh, the game is on. Let's go catch a bit of it. Um, We got to the seventh inning, and then we went to a nearby bar and watched the rest of it inside and warm. It was genuinely freezing. Um, Like, I I was there in hot scarf. What what an admission of how, like, inconsequential a thing is to be like, we can be late. Or we can just watch a bit of it and leave early. It doesn't matter. God, imagine that being your sport. Now, look, eventually we will be popping over here. No, it won't. <laughs> eventually it'll, it'll never be popular over here. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, man, look at fucking Space Jam. That's popular now. 
Yeah, what do you say? Space Jam. Explain yourself. Look, bla- look Space Explain Jam. Yourself. Space Stop Jam, saying that's look at now. Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. Look at them. That's popular now. Is it, though? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say no. I would say I mean, one definitely blindside. is That's popular hot. now. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Anyways, yeah, good luck with Space Jam. You know, that's baseball and basketball. And they're not the same thing. He also mentioned blindside for American football as well. So he's he's, he's covered the, the gamut. I can't um, believe he didn't say bases there. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, pride. Brian's right. No, it, it was a fun time. Um, it was good to see. So you've heard the phrase, the seventh inning stretch. No. No, no. Well, I heard. And I don't the, care the, to learn of it. Uh, yes, I've I've heard I've heard of. If uh, this is know, more baseball talk, such as, just is it not the eighth right. inning and something whatever? Go on, anyways, Eden. So you hear in movies, you go, "Hey, we're at the seventh inning stretch, right?" And it sounds like okay. a like. I've always taken that to mean we're at the back end of the game, or we're yeah. you know like we're in the home stretch now of the game. Why didn't it just and say home stretch? I didn't stretch realize then? that. Well, here's the thing. I didn't realize that the seventh inning stretch literally refers to the seventh inning, which is like, you know, everybody up to base, whatever, the seventh round of whatever the fuck we're doing. Because it goes on for 10, 12, 14 rounds. I don't know. I left early. At the seventh inning, everybody gets up and stretches and they sing a song. And I had no idea. They don't care. I can literally see Brian fading away. He's gone. Wow. But did, did am I nuts? Did you realize? No, that's that no. I never. I didn't like, realize. I've never heard that phrase stretch. in my life. How have you? Okay. Well, I've heard home stretch. Um, okay. Well, the seven. I think you might be conflating to baseball. No, I mean again, I've I've watched Mr. Baseball you many might be, times because you didn't know what one meant, and I've never heard of but it. But he's with so the he's with the he's with the Americans there, Brian. They're telling him that. Take me out to the ball. Game. So what does it mean when they say it in a film then? It, it's just marking a point in the game. Like we're at the seventh inning stretch. So did they say this in baseball in. film? Yeah. Of course I haven't heard it. And in American films referring, referring to, to what? It's time to get up and stretch our legs. Sports. Name one film other yeah. than a baseball film where they said it's time to get up and everybody stretch their legs and sing a song. Usually they are talking about baseball in in, in this context. But a, a that's not what okay, you said. Okay, I get it. You've never heard this fucking That's phrase. That's not what you said. Like, it's... Are, you, are you saying there's a film other than a baseball film where they said we're in the seventh inning stretch now and you took that to mean we're in the end game or home stretch but what they actually meant in the film was it's time for everybody to get up, do some light stretching and sing a song. <laughs> okay. I, I'm with Aiden here. And I think you explained that perfectly, Brian. I understand that you are getting delightfully entertainingly indignant about this but i just can't think of a single you've never film heard this, where you've never heard this expression but i think it, you're i, I think you're thinking of home stretch of this as a thing i'm not because it means home stretch means exactly what you thought it means the seventh inning stretch to mean we're in the end game we're at the back end of this thing we're in the home stretch i'm not, I'm not i understand the two different things but you you thought seven stretch Seventh what? Seventh inning stretch I meant the same that in thing. In the context of a baseball game, 
in the context of a baseball game when they refer to the seventh inning stretch because they do talk about you again watching baseball related content of which there was so much growing up yeah there was so uh, much a league of their own so much field of dreams the natural mr baseball mr 3000 rookie of the year five or six i can think of uh major leagues one through three and tell me why when the, they say this in any of those films youth. that we didn't see somebody get up and do some stretching because why would it take for you to go the, to a to game mark a measure of time to learn that this is what it means it didn't take for me to go to a game it took chris explaining the concept to me i've heard baseball analogies being used like you know it's bottom of the night it's you know stuff like that i've heard things that, like that's, that that's yeah. literally not an analogy that that's just somebody saying where they are in the game <laughs> that's like saying we're in extra time but that's what i thought saying seventh inning stretch was but it, but it's used as an analogy in the in the in the sense of like you know back to the wall the odds are against them you know no but it's not no what it means in that instance is that this is the score and it's at this point in the game it doesn't automatically mean that their back is against the wall what means their back is against the wall is the score but if it was that score and there's 90 minutes left, then they're not against the wall. But it means if it's at the end of the game. Because if the score if the score was a draw and it's bottom of the ninth, but the score is a draw, then their back isn't nobody's back is against the wall. Is there any way we can turn down Brian's autism? You you, you clearly do not understand baseball or baseball related analogies. And you're just you've just admitted as much in the last five minutes of this conversation. Well, I don't I don't know anything about it. I'm fine with that. I don't understand how we I know Babe Root so is a baseballer. Oh, also bar. the Babe. Uh, we watched I watched the Babe with John Goodman. Um, yep. And it is there, a bar there is much baseball in your homework for next week is to watch all of these films and compile it baseball in it for me of when they've said that. And it means to be what, fair, what it used to think it means. To to be fair, it's isn't isn't Michael ball. Jordan isn't Michael Jordan a baseball player? Rookie in of Space the Jam. Year. Bad News Bears. Hang on, hang Bull on. Excuse Durham, me. Little Big League. These are all films. The Sandlot. These are all baseball. Basketball. Sandlot's great. Yeah, but you never understood Baseball's great. baseball as a result of watching those films. I never understood. Whenever anybody referred to the seventh inning stretch. They never got up and stretched and sung a song. They used it as a mark of position in the game, like saying bottom of the ninth, top of the sixth, whatever. It was always used as a, the this is the point you're at. Never game, gonna win. Here's the fucking ritual that goes with this. No, I want to be a rock star. And I, like, I, cool. yeah, but, but Michael Jordan's the best player in Space Jam. That you, you used to think it meant home Why stretch. Is- I'm, I'm done. I used to think it was a measure or okay. a position in I'm the done game, with this whether that means home stretch or end of the. But you're the one who. Okay. I'm so done. I'm so glad we're recording this because we can go back and listen. Where you said at the very start that you thought it meant we're in the back end of a thing or we're almost. I thought done. it meant something like we're in the back end or we're at a I'm saying, end point I of the think game. I agree. probably just always thought home stretch. But you're you're assuming I heard the phrase heard, but you're sorry. You're coming from a position of never having heard the expression "the seventh inning." That's because it's not an expression. Fine, it's not an expression. Heard, 
home stretch. It's an expression within the context. It's not. It's literally. It's literally which, where we are. It's like saying we're in the forty seventh minute of when the game. A guy comes on that the doesn't make it an expression. They're just saying we're in this point of the game. It's a demarcation point. Yeah, it's not right. an expression. Wait, is your argument? Okay, so the issue is knocking it out of the park is a baseball expression. That is now okay. Let me rephrase that for sure. It's not that I okay. It's not that I've heard <laughs> good man, Kevin. Expression. It's that <laughs> it's not an expression. I haven't okay, heard it because it's not an expression. The, knocking it out of the park the or a home run. If I had, those if are I had said, have you heard the piece of baseball related vocabulary? I'm done with this conversation. That refers to this, uh, but. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not angry. This is fucking fun. Uh, but like, yeah, <laughs> you're telling those to yourself. <laughs> Your issue is not that I don't know I what the no fucking phrase. It's that I called it an expression as opposed to a piece of baseball-related vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard the piece of baseball-related vocabulary? The seventh inning stretch. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about. I believe my word. That expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baseball is innings and it's the seventh guys. one and they're in the seventh <laughs> inning. Sure. <laughs> I know baseball vernacular. <laughs> so what was your point? <laughs> it was very well organized as a venue. The concession stands were fucking is everywhere. So there was the, no cues for anything, which was kind of impressive. Like the crowd control for a large stadium. This is a major league team. Yeah states and counties and cities sometimes have multiple teams is that right is that possible yeah there's there's major and minor yeah. league sort of stuff is this so chicago the main, has the cubs and the white is this Sox. like the main stadium or one of the main or is it a smaller one that you went to or this is wrigley this field is so this one. is definitely okay, yeah. a big one i've heard of it yeah i've heard of wrigley um, field yeah and then uh, the area around it is called referred to as wrigleyville um which I just learned as well. And I'm just like, so Wrigley sponsored or bought or owned or have some interest in the stadium because it is Wrigley, the gum, gum people. How do they end up with the, I guess they, it's funny It's funny that the area around it suddenly became Wrigleyville, you know, it gets the association um, of some chewing gum magnate. Um, I was impressed with the idea that like, again, Beer, food, and hot dogs. Three little stands, and you'd walk around a corner, and there's another three little stands, and you'd walk up a level, and there's another three little stands. And they've just made, rather than having, like, a few large points where you can get these things, they're kind of everywhere, which is kind of good for crowd control. Even a simple thing as well as, like, bathrooms. Bathrooms. I walked into the gents and went to leave, like I might at Lansdowne Road, and found that I could not go out that door. I had to go to the other end of the room and go out of it. So it's a one-way system. Which is actually very yeah, clever good. again for cloud, crowd control. Uh, a fun sort of thing, noticing sort of logistical things. I'm sure there's European stadiums that have shit like that as well at this point, but my only comparison is Lansdowne Road and Croke Park, I guess. I've been meaning to go to... can't even remember which one's which. There's, there's a big one in Barcelona and there's a big one in... But I wouldn't prioritize going to a football stadium, but I've heard that it's kind of worth seeing just to... You know, like I said, for the the scale and the the logistics and the operation of it, I probably would go see Barcelona play if I was in Barcelona. 
fair. Just to get the vibe of. Would you be going just yeah. to get the vibe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Zero interest. Like. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a sports zero. person generally, but like, you know, America, come see the baseball game. Um, I got oh, to yeah, see for one. Sure. There was one very very solid crack of the bat and a home run ball nice. into the crowd at the back end of the place. It was fun. I do um, like that sound. There was um, a nice catch from somebody as well as the ball came out to him and he just like fucking ran at it and did a little drop to his ass, slide across the grass and caught it in his hand. Very impressive. Um, it got a little replay on the big screen and when he got back to his position, the crowd directly behind him started singing in unison, you're on steroids, you're <laughs> on steroids. And he started doing a little dance to it, which was kind of fun. Um, cause, it's you funny know, you're because close it's enough, like It's such a spread out thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a spread out thing in many ways that you can be the one guy out here on your own with like 50 people behind you yeah which is just nuts. yelling at you but I feel baseball is a sport they could just let people do whatever jokes they want to. Well, for a long time they did I'm not <laughs> even sure baseball, what changed for them to start cracking down into the camp remember dope testing yeah so Barry Bonds was Barry was Bonds was kind of the he became sort of the the scapegoat but I can't remember what kind of instigated them cracking down cracking down on it everybody could tell i like when you look at different when you look at different sports stars like kind of over the year over the time and all that kind of stuff baseball players in the 70s and 80s they were a breed of their own you see you see like like you see like football players like soccer players and all that kind of stuff baseball players did not look like athletes did not look what like athletes, professional oh, athletes. I can't picture a single one. Oh, I don't know. From the yeah. 70s or 80s. So well, like, I know. Babe Ruth. Who I, who? Well, I don't know. He was like 1920s. 1920s or 30s. But you know what I mean? They're like, they're, yeah. they're always like guys with big beer guts and stuff. No? You don't think so? Um, I think uh, it's definitely. I've only seen them in films. Maybe I watched too much Simpsons yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've watched enough baseball movies from oh. those eras. I have not um, so but like I, I know you're right around the, like the Babe Ruth stuff like back when everything was like like even UFC stuff who was the guy was a Tank Abbott was like a is that a is that a name mm-hmm. I pulled out of my ass he was like a barroom but like guy the, the the thing though with, with and, Babe Ruth for example is he he had like doesn't he have a crazy record nobody he did at the time I don't know if it's but like did, no, did, despite despite you know his what people think you know his physique should have looked like. It's not like he was the best of the group at the time. Is that his record in terms of, I don't know, was it batting or what, but he didn't miss effectively, you know? Um, mm. And that, that record has kind of sustained, as opposed to like when we look at what people were running back in the 70s versus what people are capable of running today. Like those records kind of just continually get smashed, right? Whereas the records he has kind of yeah. held for a while. So he, he had this sort of talent, innate talent, despite despite what you think he should look like, yeah. you know? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just Googled it there. Maybe a, it was much older. Maybe it was the 20s and 30s. I, my, my biggest point of reference of baseball players is Babe Ruth and that era. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, and, and I would, I'm just guessing, but like, I know when I think of Babe Ruth, being a movie nerd and not a sport guy, I'm thinking of John Goodman in the movie. Exactly. Um, but there is there is an element as well with Babe Ruth where it's like, 
it was a big game, but like it wasn't professional athletes on steroids throwing 120 mile an hour pitches in the same way, you know? Mm. It, it was a slightly different era type of thing, I guess. Um, I don't know how we've become a... Sorry, all right. You, it's you. Gone down a, yeah, <laughs> the culture has seeped. Me. <laughs> this is this is when three people who, who don't know anything about sports talk about sports. Uh, we don't know nothing. I don't know. Shh. I don't, don't know. I don't, don't, I don't, it's not that we know nothing. I don't know anything. And I think you should I think you should respect that. Anything happening in Dublin? Anything happening in Cork? What's happening in Ireland, guys? I'm out of touch. Is Bertie Ahern president yet? We uh, ejected him into the sun. It's all taken care of. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. We won't have to worry about him. Because there, no there was that clip where he was talking with Bill Clinton, or Bill Clinton was talking about how charming he was. I was like, how is this happening? <sighs> What's happening in Ireland? Give me. Is there any news? Is there any news? Um, the one thing I'm not doing in this little world is like reading news. Miggledy's other dog died. We saw that. Did we talk about that already? I was broed. Did we talk about it already? No? Poor dog. No, that happened during the week. That, is that his boy his dogs have passed away now? I think so, yeah. I do believe so. Uh, yeah, poor, poor, poor things. Um, but they have a good life, you know. They are happy doggos, for sure. Oh, we shall. Um, I went to decaf last week. Oh, great. How was that? Great. So, well, it's, it's only a tell t- people what decaf stands for. Dublin, or decaf is Dublin Comic Art Festival, I think, is it? I think it's um, that, yeah. Yeah, they had various different exhibitors of local comics, uh, indie comics. Uh, it's just kind of just different artists, print artists, animators, all that kind of stuff. If you're creative, if you're indie or kind of on the all side of things, the cafe is the place to go. They have a, It's a very inclusive space. They have uh, lots of LGBTQ plus representation uh that kind of place you know it's it's very much a safe and uh inclusive environment um so safe that even we bug attended you know her first hmm. ever big social event and we went down there we went down there on sunday because it's literally a two second walk from my house uh okay no i, I won't say that uh we went down there on sunday because it's not too far from where i live uh it's local and um we uh we brought Bjog down because we were going to go for a walk anyways. And uh, then they said that it was actually dog friendly inside. So, uh, yeah, we got to walk around with Bjog. Um, a friend of mine sent me a video that obviously somebody at the at, uh, attending decaf, uh, one of the vendors, uh, took a video of Bjog and posted it on her Instagram saying that they got to see all the lovely dogs or something, you know. But uh, he sent it to me. But, uh, yeah, she got to have a walk around. It was lovely. And... Um, I met a customer of mine, uh, and I bought one of her t-shirts for Emer. Uh, she, I, I think, Aiden, we met her. At, uh, actually, yeah, I, I give her a shout out because uh, check her stuff out. Her things are cool. Um, no substance, I believe, on Instagram. Actually, to be honest, I thought I was following them the other day, and then I realized I, I remember that. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you met Amber, and. Um, yeah, and I'd always follow her, which is kind of just bizarre. Anyways, Amber Lee, 
on Instagram, no substance underscore. Uh, really cool t-shirts and prints and great kind of fun stuff. Like I really like it. It's cool. Um, like kind of Emer picked up this this hoodie. You know, it's fun stuff. Uh, you know. Uh, or a t-shirt. Uh, so Amber yeah, were they again. at the? Were they there the time we were there selling? My arse? Amber swung by, but she wasn't. She, yeah, she, she swung by and we were talking to her. Yeah, I think she I bought think one she of bought the a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, I tattooed Amber and I tattooed her dad. Uh, really, really great customer. Uh, great artist. I've I've kind of seen her like kind of, you know, progress through those things, and it's been class. Even though you know, kind of. Her coming in and talking about doing stuff to her and then meeting her decaf and then seeing her decaf uh, as a vendor. It's great, you know? It's really, really cool. Um, support your local artist. Uh, I got to meet uh, in person officially Aaron Losty. Lot- Aaron Losty. So I met officially met Aaron Losty. Uh, Brian, you picked me up some of the Clearwater comics uh, for Christmas. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Aaron is a local creator. I think he's moving off to Canada. But uh, really, really good guy. Ben Hennessy actually had him on his podcast at one stage. Aaron created a book called Plowman. Uh, he does really great comics. He does really, really good stuff. Uh, Blaze Beyond the Pale uh, is probably one of my kind of, you know, favorite indie comics I've read. And, re- you know, real indie when I say indie, you know, I'm not talking about Image and Dark Horse, <laughs> you know. But uh, she, uh, Aaron's great and it was really nice to meet him in person. Uh, I couldn't really buy anything off him because I owned all the stuff he has already, you know. But... Uh, but yeah, it was cool to meet him. He was. He also has. I think he has. Oh no, he has. He he fostered, um, lurchers and greyhounds and stuff before. So he was quite happy to meet Bjog. Everybody was happy to meet Bjog, you know. But uh, no, it was a really nice day. It was just cool to kind of walk around. The uh, the only thing is, I didn't. I didn't get. To, I did because I kind of we had the dog with us, and you know we're just having a quick look around and stuff. Uh, I am disappointed. I really wanted to get Limit Breaks new anthology down below. I have their. Is a turning roads. I want to say, I have the turning road and that anthology, which is cool, and they have another one called down below, and they're working on a Norse mythology one. Uh, kind of, I think it's Norse mythology. I'd have to look, kind of, you know, clarify that. But uh, I didn't get that, which is disappointing. But I did pick myself up some Morpho anatomy books. Have you ever heard of those Morpho books? So is the title just Morpho, or is it something else? It like depends on uh, what. I like think- it could be Morpho. Hands, torsos, morpho, morpho anatomy books. Morpho anatomy. Okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I, I was like, I didn't quite like. I thought you were saying like morpho and Annie, or like they were like characters no, 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 or no, something. Anatomy. I wasn't oh, sure what was. Uh, morpho anatomy books. Yeah, like they have great ones. Really good stuff. I got some joint and muscular forms, the clothes and folds, but they even have one like fat and skin folds and stuff. You know, really, really great Lovely. stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's great. Like, I mean, I know some of the stuff you and I have talked about and like drawn stuff is like, like anatomy of like legs and joints and stuff. You know, mm. um, getting to grips with that shit. I have lots of anatomy uh, art books, but I can't. I never look at them or draw from them or do anything. Give them to me. So absolutely draw from them. I'll take them. If you move up here, I give. I'll take them off your hands. Thanks. That that's the uh, that's the requirement. You gotta move up. I'll to get my own. Dublin. Ugh. Yeah, you the can, actual cost always, of moving to Dublin would be a. Yeah, I'd be homeless in Dublin. <laughs> no. It would be cheaper to buy the books than it would be to rent anything. 
But yeah, so I went to decaf. That was good. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, then we went up to the Hilton in Kilmainham and had a little beer and a sandwich. And that was really nice. The Hilton in Kilmainham is dog friendly. And they're really, the staff were all absolutely lovely. They're all so, so nice and thoughtful. Uh, they're really, really great. They've always been really nice to Emer and I anytime we visited with dogs in the past. If we were babysitting dogs or fostering dog or whatever, or dogs or whatever. Uh, they've always been great. And uh, yeah, so we went up there with our, finally with our own dog, uh, which was fun. Um, Bjorg is settling in nicely. She's officially ours, microchip and all. Um, oh, great. You had the, you had a little like probationary period or something didn't you Where, well like they they kind I, of tell people seven days you know if you're if, if the dog is just like you know basically if, if you just yeah. can't manage a dog there's no point you know you know hold on you know you know what i mean like we have to be realistic i do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh but no sure like the was kind of very evident that she was going to be ours on day one for sure i'm absolutely mad about her i'm not going to keep on gushing about her but i love her i to be Aww. honest i've wanted a dog for so long for so so long uh, since I was very, very young, I wanted my own dog, and I'd never been able to get one and have one now. It actually feels like, you know, it's like, it's like yeah, that's what I was kind of missing. And it's just like, I really feel good about having a dog. Okay, trolley problem. Dog or Emer? Dog. Yeah, but you didn't specify <laughs> no, there. <poor> Emer. <laughs> you didn't specify who he's sacrificing or saving, so he's off the hook. Yes. <laughs> No, even I joke that she gets the house and I get the dog, uh, which is, you know, a poor deal, to be fair. Yeah. Emer. Yeah. For Emer, exactly, Brian. <laughs> but uh, I don't we're getting on great with her. She's doing really, really well. It's great. Yeah. Yep. I like having my little chum bringing out for our walks every morning and pretty much, uh, well, not pretty much every single night she gets. I, I, just, I don't want to overwalk her, but we're definitely walking her like at least two hours a day. That's so much walking. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. Then I get home exhausted and ready for bed at an appropriate time. Good man. Good man. Good man. Yeah. Uh, anything else strange or exciting this week in Dublin? No. Had friends over. They met Bjog. That was really good. Um, but no, nothing else strange or exciting. An average week in the tattoo shop, which is, you know, a good week. And, uh, don't think I watched anything else this week except for Barry. I think I just watched one episode of Barry and that was it. I found a, a bakery outside <gasps> the just on the street up here that I hadn't gone into. Um and there are delicious, delicious pastries for like a dollar a piece, and it's very dangerous now to not start my day with like Hispanic baked goods. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get robbed this week though. By your dog. Okay. No. What happened? Sub City. It was Comics the seventh inning stretch of the day, <laughs> and Sub City Comics in town. Right. <gasps> announced that they had a Daredevil issue one. Anger, did you say it had holes punched in it? Yes. It has holes punched in it. Yeah. Worthless. Garbage. You're better Do, off without would it. Would you want it with holes punched in it? Yeah, no, no. I know. To be honest, when I saw that, I was just like, hmm, yeah, no, I don't want it. No, you don't want it. No. Because okay. right. even 
because even the issue two I have, the issue two I have, right, it's not in perfect nick, and there's a few, there's a good few scuffs and yellow pages, and I think someone kind of scribbled something on the on the on the cover a little bit, or you can barely see it, but it's, they scribbled pen yeah. on the cover. It's just like that it's, cost me it's eight, that, era that cost of, like, me news eighty agents. euro. That's fine. It's it's that era of news agent stuff where it's like, oh, they're putting that aside for Mark, and they just write Mark on the corner of it, and it's like, ugh. Um, can I ask this though, right? Um, Given your existing relationship with Subsidy, given that they know or should know that you are a Daredevil fanatic, did anyone shoot you a message and go, we have a Daredevil number one? Uh, nope. I, I, uh, they do, do, they have put the odd thing aside for me that they know I'd like and whatever, you know? Um, okay, well, that's fair. They have done in the past. Uh, I think this was one of those ones, though, that's kind of just like, you know, realistically, it's one of those ones that just has to go to everybody. Is it? Uh, well, if, kind the, of. If, the, if they set a price and said, "Hey, Kev, we've this," well, like I mean, I don't think the I don't think okay. they didn't put it out to auction. They had an issue one of Daredevil, and unfortunately, I missed it. But at the same time, though, uh, well, you you were aware of the condition. I don't think you yeah. would have. Gone. I heard yeah. it had holes in you it, know. so you know. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but like you know, it's cool. Like this is the thing, though. Like kind of. Have a, having customers from all over the world come to the studio and all that kind of stuff. It's cool. It's cool to see like kind of uh, that they're actually super impressed with some of the comic book shops here, you know. And Subsidy is actually they get fucking gems in. It's class. Like as as a kind of guy who likes just random old comics and all that kind of stuff. Like I picked up Wolfpack uh, issue one there the other day for the crack from Marvel. I don't know if you ever heard of the Wolfpack. Um, I picked up issue one. Just it was only it was like four euro. It's like why not? Good fun, you know. Um. Uh, I'd have to collect the collected story anyways. I got that like a couple of months ago. So I was just like, when I saw the, the issue one, I was like, oh, you know what? I want to get, I wanna, I'll, I'll buy that. But I, I just love the, the broad range of stuff they have in there. It's they're such a great comic book shop. And in Dublin City, I love it. Well, you've got that on record. <laughs> shout out to the boys because they're all so. Yeah, shout out to the boys because they're all sound. But uh, the, people, the comic book people in town are all lovely. Uh, shout out to the guys in Forbidden Planet as well. They're awful kind to us, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've been going there for years. Um, yeah, I think you've inspired me here a little bit actually of, of things to do for me day I haven't been to there's a comic shop just up the road and I haven't been in um, I should go and have a look at nerd shit yeah send pictures um, and stuff like that man I'd love to see stuff like that even if you buy some things I'll pay for posting back to them yeah send nerds get it over here oh, yeah, there's, there's some stuff you want is there <laughs> who knows I, man, I, I'm always I'm always down to clown mm. you know I like I like I like fun comics that are like kind of just not even like worth shit you know what i mean like i got i got the power pack issue the first couple of issues of power pack today the they were fun things i remember briefly you know uh brian what's going on in cork how are the how's the job well should, should we this is really just evolved into a, a <laughs> the endless the boys <laughs> but how is how's all how's all going in cork brian not much to report but uh, you suggested this week that we should do something in regards to a video game. Yes, I did. Yes. Would you care to elaborate now that you're wearing in um, a room together? I suppose. I suppose I should. So the idea was, for anybody listening, um, is that Elden Ring being the sort of, you know, it's got this perception of being kind of very difficult and inaccessible. And it is to an extent, or at least the games that the developers make are a little bit, you know, daunting. They're, they're kind of challenging. Elden Ring is kind of one of their more accessible ones, but I was thinking, it's not a wholly original idea, but uh, if Kev was to play 
and stream for about an hour and I would join him and I could kind of point out just, you know, how the mechanics work. There's a lot of, not even hidden mechanics, but they're just not explained uh, in depth and there's ways to exploit them to make your time a lot easier and sometimes it's fun to just play and accidentally discover it but it also can be fun to just have somebody hold your hand a little bit i i certainly didn't really like i've enjoyed their games but i definitely enjoy them more when i kind of played with a guide that was explaining stuff that i just didn't get or things that weren't obvious to me and now i can kind of go away and play them by myself but um yeah the idea was that you know maybe kev plays for an hour maybe two hours up to or up to two hours a week he could start and i could explain some of the things and what he should do and i can just kind of say oh go here go there try this guy don't do that if you want to do this do that go here and maybe then i could jump in on co-op on a boss or something here or there if uh, if he was struggling uh, and, and could can, how can aiden get involved aiden where well, you're going to stream it and aiden's gonna me and aiden are going to watch and i'll just be there for i can fill you in on story details i can fill you in on game mechanics but we'll mostly be watching me and aiden will watch but uh, can, but I'd, i should. i i would i i would say it's very doable for me mm-hmm. but i would only want to do it for an hour a week yeah yeah an hour would and be I was, the, and that was fine because we don't have to edit the, then and stuff it's just I'm just saying just in case it, to say you're coming up to a boss and there's five minutes within the hour and you're kind of like okay I want to give that another shot maybe you go for like an hour and ten or an hour and fifteen as opposed to yeah yeah, yeah. this sounds like great fun and um, we can work out like the logistics of how we record mm-hmm. video and audio yep. and we, we'll and have a production meeting video for that. I know and, and I'd be I, yeah I'd be up for doing it like say kind of i don't know like could even do it late night i don't know <laughs> sure well, yeah. once even we have the on once we have the like the the setup done we'd just be recording the screen like this and then you would stream you'd broadcast your gameplay play for an hour and then you just save the last hour and then there's no editing needs to be done the the hour is captured People. us talking is captured and that would kind of be it we would just then have to splice the the two together somehow but yeah. okay well, my my um, contribution to it will be playing the game itself. One hundred percent. Yeah, we just we just make sure that like the only thing I would say is if we're going to do it for an hour, it's just like just turn the thing on to ten to seven, and seven o'clock we start gameplay and go. <laughs> yeah. Just. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. But that's 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 great, and like even if you're saying like late night, like you know, six p.m. here is midnight for you guys, so that. You know, yep. It, it's, yep. Sounds doable. I'm sure I could do a. I'm sure if I just like you know realistically day and day if I just put in the in the calendar of a, you know, Emer normally goes to bed around eleven, half eleven. Just put in the calendar half eleven o'clock Thursday night. Boom, bing, bam, boom. Mm-hmm. I'm off the next day. Great. I. I mean, I'm. I am curious to learn Elden Ringy stuff. Yep. Um, people My, seem massively fascinated by it and keep coming back to it and playing it with different builds and classes and things like that so my brother Brendan um, is an Elden Ring fan uh, he may be able to dispose dispatch some knowledge on us also why cool. not alright um, we're going to see anybody going to see Guardians next week I'm not I would love to I will I will I think um, I saw the trailer in the cinema and it kind of got me hyped for it i think you know i 
like I'd watched the trailer on YouTube and was like, oh yeah, this is fun and colorful and whatever. But something again about sitting in the room and I think it's it is since you've been gone, mm-hmm. is it? Is the song like that sort of kicking in and the way it's edited and then Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone? Uh, no, no, the, the Dio original. Rainbow. Since you've been gone, since you've been gone. That's Kelly Clarkson. Out of my head can take good. Oh. Yes, it is also Clarkson, or Clarkson has her own. Since you've been gone. Uh, I will laugh in the first time. Oh, it's the dad rock version. Because, of course, it is. Because it's Guardians. Yeah, and it's it's fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, seeing it on a big screen, or seeing that trailer on the big screen, some of those shots, them floating around in those spacesuits, like, it looked fun. Um, I'm curious to see how they fold Adam Warlock into it, because, again, I was watching that whole trailer, and it's like, oh, I can see the relationship that they've built between these characters, and here's the high evolutionary, and he's got some history with Rocket, and he's threatening their family, and... I can see this shit happening. And it's like, great, I, I see that. And then there's just a shot of Will Poulter flying and things. And I'm like, oh, where does he come in? Um, so I think it's, it's, yeah, in, it's been interesting curious. to see this week how many people talking about being done <laughs> with Marvel. Uh, but particularly around Guardians, there's, you know. Uh, really? Yeah. Who, who, do you, who are you hearing saying they're done with Marvel? Like, they're saying they're, the they're, saying they're done, but not necessarily no, no. for it. Ever, but they're done. Who do you, who do you like? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Do you mean actors or Evans, do you mean friends or Olsen, Johansson, and Saldana have all been oh okay. pretty vocal about it's done, it's finished. I've served my time. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, yeah, enough I money can get them all it. back. You know, especially sure. especially when they're all coming off a, a bunch of flops, they'll be like, oh, it's, it's such a good time to come back. You know, I love this character. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but particularly around Guardians, um, I think it'll be a new lineup. Especially because Gunn Gun really, really has taken ownership of those characters as if he created that kind of corner of the world, which I think is very egotistical. But um, yeah, I think it'll be My all man. new Guardians when we see them again. Maybe not all new, but a bunch of new ones. Yeah. Sure. I mean, Rocket's so easy, unless they kill Rocket. I think he. I, but like, I mean, I mean, for Bradley to just go and do some Bradley work. for the first time, I think, or for in a while, has been visible promoting the film. He was at the premiere in no France way. or something. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he stuck around because it's a really easy gig. It's it's yeah. cushy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For him, that's. I think it could be like, uh, Palm, Cooper, Poulter. And then Groot. maybe Groot, yeah. And but I, I would imagine Batista, Pratt, Saldana are not that they'll necessarily die, but I think they're leaving at the end one. I think Poulter will be a yeah. good guy, but no, I mean, well, he has to be because he's he's Adam Warlock. So he's Adam Warlock, yeah. In other, uh, well, exactly. In other comic book news, or I would like to say shout out to friend of the podcast. And past guest Koi Fam, not me. It's not Brian. It's not Brian. It's Koi Fam. It's a different person. Koi's book, pretty, is out now. Uh, It's two heroes, one box. Now, Kevin, have you bought two copies of that? It's. uh, I had to. It's called Duo. Yeah. No, I kind of more meant that. 
Are you keeping one wrapped or have you seen the interiors yet? Or just have you not gotten around to reading no. it yet? Oh, no, I literally just got it today. Nice. I just brought it, brought, got home straight, went straight on the computer nice. to talk to you guys. Uh, that looks really cool. I haven't opened up today, but uh, no, I only got the one copy. Of course, jeez, I'm not that pre- precious over things. You know? I am. Uh, I'm really not. <laughs> um, Do you buy two copies of things? For- I'd buy two copies of certain things for sure, yeah. Not when I'm broke, but, but when I'm less broke, I, I buy for sure. It's great to have... Uh, one of Koi's books now uh, one of his latest books and Koi's art is so fucking cool so uh, awesome. if someone's if, if, if anybody wants to pick up a book with beautiful beautiful artwork and I can only imagine a great story pick up Duo shout out to Koi congrats to him great congrats nice one Koi yeah. good job Koi looks good but uh, yeah, I will be going to see Guardians for sure, without a doubt. I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. I got the Facilime. I can't. I never pronounce that word. The Facilime is Facilime. Facsimile. What are you trying to say? Facsimile. What is it? Facsimile. Facsimile. Uh, Warlock first appearance. Oh, okay. They're also, actually, do, does facsimile just mean reprint in this yeah, context? Yeah, it's, it's reprint. Sorry, it's reprinted exactly like the original. All the original ads, no extra, no nothing, unedited, unchanged. I think that stuff is so much fun. I love, yeah. love getting those type of books. They are so, like, you know, they only sell them for like four or five euro or whatever. They are the best you know i have the original appearance i have i had the first appearance of wonder man but i have the facsimile version and just seeing it side by side is good fun you know i, I like um I, I, this is one of my like go-to comic book irks but like i'd never owned I, I hadn't read the rocketeer or i had one issue of it somewhere and i was like i'm gonna go buy the collected rocketeer and it was wrapped as you just showed you know the duo book went and bought it got it home opened it up and it was all completely recolored and I, I actually Ooh. couldn't look at it I was just like this looks crap Boring. like I want I want newsprint and I want the colour that came with it not shiny glossy pages that have been digitally recolored it just yeah. fucking I picked sucks. up I picked up a book the other day and I was looking at it and I was just like it says this isn't the original volume like there's no way this is the original volume and exactly like that it was recolored to high heavens and it's just like oh gross no yeah, it just really doesn't work. Well, I mean, Sometimes it's just not what you want. The coloring is coloring, like it can be whatever. But when you when you've gone into like, sorry, we've covered it before, where it's like an artist, especially like a really good artist that knows the medium that he's working in. Like you lay down black, you lay down blacks, you lay down inks, you cross hatch in such a way because you know it's going to be colored in such a way to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, especially in that era of, like, four-color print, because you know you got to, like, leave room for, like, overlaying colors and stuff. And Flash getting decent reviews? It is. I know th- somebody said the new trailer is aggressively spoiler-heavy. I don't know that it was spoiler-heavy, but it was just, like... I felt like I'd been watching for three minutes and it wasn't finished. There was a lot I, I got a message from Jonesy as well saying, you know, this is... I may as well have not. I may as well not see the film now. Everything that might be a good moment seems to be in the trailer. I've heard there are surprises in it, so who knows? One of the consistent negative things I've heard about it is that the like last act or last hour just loses it completely, um, and I don't know if that means that it goes too off the wall or if it's just 
pales in comparison to kind of what comes before it. But from what I kind of hear, it, it's got a great kind of opening action set piece. It's got a fun middle. And I think probably something happens in the middle that kind of turns it on its head. And then whatever that is that the last third or last act um, just isn't as fun or exciting as what came before. So kind of, that's something I've seen, like people people have either loved it or they've thought it was a bit of a mess and they've put it down to that that kind of third part, um, sort of ruining what comes before a little bit. But I've mostly heard it's fun. I, I think even if that's true, it's probably, it's probably fun stuff in there. Yeah, I still look at the I still look at all the CG stuff in the trailer and think it looks very rubbery. Some shots are nuts, like I, just, I, I don't, don't, I don't it. get it. Yeah, that one I sent mm. ye of the three of them jumping out of the Sheesh. bat wing and sliding up to the screen, like just they they just look like actors who ran and struck a pose. They don't look like people moving at super speed and coming to a stop. It just looks like they slide it into frame, like a disco slide or something. It just looks all wrong. I, th- I think sometimes about like Jet Li's The One for like rubbery mm-hmm. CG character fighting. Blade 2. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Blade 2, man. Blade 2 almost gets lamps. away with it somehow, though. <laughs> okay. Because the rest, the, of, dark. Because yeah, the rest the dark. of the movie is so good. The rest yeah. of the movie is brilliant. But just that initial, it's in the opening sequences or something where the two vampires kind of attack Blade in his home, and like me and yeah, my brother watched. Yeah, the lights panel behind it. Jesus, we it almost works a little bit though because it's so stylistic. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. not trying to look realistic. It, it's got this backdrop, yeah, it's it's almost very kind of wide shot. Yeah, it's very, very animated. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's um. What's the Nothing guy else who, in the film is like that. But what's, it's, the, what's the guy? Yeah, what's the guy who did uh, Ultimate Spider-Man? Bagley, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like Mark kind Bagley? of. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like Mark Bagley or Alan Davis type anatomy when those two people are, when those two characters fight in those spotlights. Yeah, they get it's real just, stretchy. Yeah, mm. and I think they have a real stretchy type of art style or something. Alan Davis particularly, his characters always, to me, always look a little bit rubbery or something. But uh, but uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's one of the most jarring, like what the hell. And then the rest of the movie is fucking epic. But. Well, we've reached the bottom of the ninth. I don't know what that means. 